This is a scary episode. Let me tell you how scary it is to start a business with limited funds. And welcome back to our second Halloween episode. This yeah, is I was a very. Just about say, that is pretty exciting. I think two Halloween episodes. It <laughs> is pretty exciting. You know, we'd say this was our first one, but hell, we did it last year, and Kyle and I were. It was it was more of a tipsy talk episode. Yeah, we were actually on the floor um, up here in my office slash room, talking in our our costumes. The uh, what was it? The lube expert. I was the lube expert, and you were the. Uh... <laughs> What were you, the pipes Name cleaner? Pipe. I was like some pipe cleaner. Yeah. I was a... <laughs> very, very uh, mature costumes. Yeah, yeah, we are very mature. A lot of people, you know, they put a lot of time and makeup into their outfits and everything. We just threw on a vest and put a helmet on. <laughs> I, I just asked people if they needed more hose, and you had the lubrication. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was... That was the best that we could come up with. It was funny. It was funny. Um, it, you know, it worked in tandem pretty well together. But anyway, so now we are back. We are back. Uh, we're supposed to have a guest on today, Charlie Ellis. Charlie, if you're listening, you will never be allowed on a Halloween episode <laughs> ever again. Uh, yeah, no, Charlie's a good guy. He wanted to be on last year uh, when Kyle and I sat down to do this, uh, but he, he didn't make he didn't make it at the time. So. He wanted to be on this year, and here we are now. We have to give it right back to him since he is canceling on Kyle and I for this episode. So, <laughs> Charlie, here you go. It's always next year <laughs> if we make go. it to a third Halloween. Oh, yeah, we will make it to a third Halloween. Uh, but this, I think this was the first holiday that we did for uh, the podcast, really. The, the first like major holiday. Because we, we had one Halloween episode, one Christmas episode. I don't know if we did one for Thanksgiving and then we did one. We did a New Year's Q&A. So we'll have to keep that train rolling. Um, but for this episode, there's a few things that we wanted to discuss. And a lot of it is finances. This is going to be an episode for and about money. And it's because, you know, we want to make it scary. This is a scary episode. Let me <laughs> tell you how scary it is to start a business with limited funds. And especially you know, if you're bootstrapping yourself. Yeah. It, it can be uh, it can be scary. Um, so we're gonna just give a quick update on what's going on with the second launch and the third launch. We're gonna talk a little bit about shipping in general, and then we're gonna get into the money and the funds side of things. So let's start with just giving an update on launch two and three. Launch two is completely done. So, clap your hands, clap your hands, all right, party, party, happy (laughs) Halloween. Um, It is done. The items are currently on their way to um, my house, so aka our distribution and warehouse, and we're going to, we have to unpack the items, we have to refold, repack, add the labels, add the tags, Get everything situated where we want it, make it look clean, make it look nice, and then obviously we have to sort accordingly, make sure that everything is there and accounted for, um, and we also hand check to make sure that there are no items that are either missing branding or you know they're ruined. So Kyle, Kyle and I do a good job of checking that. Um, so for the first launch, for example, we only had 
they really had like four items that maybe four or five that you know either had no labels or the branding was a little messed up so we got that all situated because we went through like i said by hand we're going to be doing the same thing again for the second launch we're going to be going through by hand it is a it is basically required for us at this stage in the game to be doing that we need to limit our room for error and we also have to add the tags and you know refold and repack in the the nice um clouded bags and packaging that we obviously have so that's what's going on with launch two a launch three kyle would you like to give a little update on what's going on there yeah so we um kind of over the last month or so i'd say we kind of finalized the items that we're going to do with launch three there were a couple items that we're going to have to put on the back burner until we kind of sort of completely figure everything out but um testing out a couple different suppliers right now which is always a little bit of a stressful time because you spend time money and effort into having someone create something and you have no idea if you're going to get chicken scratch back or if it's going to be you know one of the best items you ever had so currently right now just kind of testing suppliers and then we'll kind of look at what they provide in terms of moqs and prices and then you kind of compare the cam and i were just talking before the call and he was going over how like you know the one supplier gives us a hundred more for X amount more dollars when, you know, that would make more sense financially because it's only $90 more for maybe 50 more items. When, you know, you go with the other one and you're getting 50 less items for, you know, $90 less. And it's just, you know, a little bit of a trade-off kind of look at. Right, exactly. So just because, you know, one manufacturer that you're working with has, you know, low prices for one item doesn't mean that they have low prices for another item it doesn't mean that they're the best in the market for certain items you know doesn't mean that they're the worst uh kyle and i i think that we've while it's been a lot of work we have done a good job at sifting through different suppliers different manufacturers to find what we need and what works for us and it's just because it's it it comes back to funding right now because kyle and i are obviously you know paying for everything ourselves and we have you know money from the first launch money from people that are supporting thank you to everybody by the way we have that money coming in and it's 100 percent recycled back into our future launches back into the company kyle and i are still working full-time jobs but we we work the market to you know compare prices and it's it, it, it's also helping us build relationships with more than one manufacturer. So if one screws up, if one screws the pooch, we can you know move on to another one that we've already been building a relationship or reputation with. We've been working with. We've you know sampled with them. We know what their quality of work is. We know you know other clients that they've worked with. Um, if if they've told us, some of them are very um, they're very on the on the down low with who they work with, and rightfully so. But you know, we're at the stage of the game where we just can't say, yeah, you know, I, it's another two grand, uh, take it, we'll, we'll take the items here. We, we just can't do that. And for us to get to where we want to be, we have to be this picky at this stage in the game. We have to know where our money is going and where our money is being invested and if it's a smart investment. Because to, to Kyle's point that he just said is like, all right, for, let's say, for another 50 items, it was $90, right? Well... It's it's $90 upfront cost, but that 50 items could if you sell it for, you know, let's say, I don't know, 50 50 times 50, so it's another what, 2500 bucks? 250 bucks? 2500 bucks? 
my math is terrible. It's another 2,500 bucks, right? So, you know, that's, that margin is a lot higher just for you spending 90, uh, $90 up front, right? So there, there's give and take, there's give and take. You gotta, you gotta take a look at it and getting into, so that, that's basically what's going on with launch Street. You know, we're, we're at the point where we are sampling some items. The designs are done. We are sampling, but shipping shipping has been a nightmare. And obviously, you're getting closer to the holidays. And I'm sure Kyle can talk to the more more of the logistics piece. But yeah, sh- shipping is a nightmare right now with DHL, with FedEx, with UPS, with USPS. I mean, we all we use all four of them. So. Uh, Kyle, is there anything that you wanted to say in regards to why shipping is a shit show around the holidays? I guess around the holidays, it's just everybody buying stuff and and things like that. But overseas, especially right now, just with everything that's going on with the um, the port locations on the West Coast specifically, it's just like severely backed up. There's like hundreds of thousands of container ships on the ocean that just can't get into the ports. So... I guess if you're ordering anything that's coming from overseas in a shipping container and it has to go through the um, the West Port locations, you can just pretty much expect for those probably not to be here until next year. <laughs> I don't really know why it's so backed up, but yeah, I think I think domestically, domestically it'll probably be yeah, but it, okay. It is I'd have to assume like if you're ordering something off Amazon and it's you know within the U.S. already, but anything overseas is going to be really delayed. Well, Amazon's about to start dropping drones on people. Yeah. So I think that they'll be fine no matter what port's blocked. But yeah, it, but because Kyle and I are working with some people overseas, we do have a little bit of a delay, which then like it delays the it delays photo shoots, it delays the launch, right? So now we're 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 gonna be in a tight we're gonna be in a tight knit race to close out the year here to try to get a launch out. Make sure that we're ready for it. Make sure everything is where we want it to be, and you know, because because we're 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 in a race between now and like the holidays, okay. And if you think about like like Christmas, right? Christmas, a lot of people you know buy gifts, obviously leading up to Christmas, but not a lot of people really spend too much after the fact until around you know the end of January, beginning of February. Um, some people March and April because they were trying to you know. So like they're they're trying to, I guess, recover from the holiday blow that happened to their bank account, right? So as a retailer, as a young retailer, as a small business, you got to think like that's why a lot of, a lot of people really hit hard on Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. Those are those are three back to back to back, quote unquote, like I guess discounted days for a lot of shoppers and a lot of small businesses, you know. But Kyle and I, while we have a plan going forward with what we want to do for Small Business Saturday, we're also hoping to get these items in at, in a reasonable time to close out the year. So we'll have to you know, update everybody as we get closer to that. But now we, I do want to get into a little bit of the finance side of things because you know, money, like we had talked about before, you know, if you're bootstrapping, if, if, you, if you are a small business owner and you're bootstrapping, you have no funding, uh, no outside investment, and you're kind of taking you know this all on by yourself. Like it is scary, especially if you have rent, if you have dependents, 
you know, kids, a husband, a wife, whatever the case is, if you have people that rely on you, it's really hard to say, yeah, let's drop everything and yeah, I, I want to quit my job to pursue this dream. Well, Kyle and I definitely think that you should pursue your dream. We also think that you need to have a plan set in place to make sure that you are able to pursue said dream and to work for it. So trust me, Kyle and I don't want to work the nine to five like we're doing right now on top of what, you know, what we're building with Iron Pulse. And that's just because it's, it's a lot of extra time allotted to our main jobs that could be used to help build up Iron Pulse. However, we're just not there yet completely while we're taking steps each day to get there. We're just not there right now. Yeah. And everybody's going to have a different um, starting point too, right? Like you mentioned, like if you got a family and everything you're providing for your family, then yeah, you probably can't just drop your job and There's start pros- doing something. Right. Like you got to take calculated risks and that said, you way. probably are a little higher up in the rankings. You might have a little bit more saved than like you and I had saved coming into this. Right. So while you have people that depend on you, you probably have more money. Yeah. And then, you know, us, while we have nobody depending on us, but we have rent, we live in different states and our family. So it's not like we can, you know, really live off of them. We don't have, you know, we, we have that stuff, but we don't have a ton of money since we just came out of college. Right. So, well, I shouldn't say we just came. We've two, two and a half years. We've been out of college. It's hard to believe, man. That is hard to believe. Yeah. It's gone by fast. It really is. Um, but you know, to Kyle's point is everybody's going to be at a different starting ground. Everybody has a different story to tell. And you know, you need to, you need to understand that when you get into the game, because as soon as you start to look and compare yourselves to other people on social media, then, you know, you're going to lose right there. You could say, well, this person, they just started too, and look at them blowing up. Wow. This is great. This is crazy. My company's not blowing up. Like, yeah, trust me. If you're a small business and you see a competitor of yours blow up when you think you should be doing well and blowing up and you're not like it can just mentally just and emotionally just be like, dude, what the hell is going on? Like, why is this not happening for me? Um, but back towards like the money piece. So there's a lot to consider when you are starting your business, right? So you're going to have more than likely some form of legal fee. And this is if you incorporate into an LLC or a sole proprietorship or a partnership, depending on how many people you have with you. Um, you're, you might have contracts if you are working with you know people outside of just yourself and you want to put them on a contract. And you don't want to build from the ground up just to realize that you screwed up on the ground and you didn't lay a solid foundation and then you know things come crumbling down. And a lot of it, a lot of it is related to IP into your intellectual property. And this is, you know, trademarking, this is patents, this is uh, copywriting. And that, like, things start to add up, right? Because you're going to have, more than likely, you're going to have licenses. Like, if you have, like, Adobe, let's say. If you have Adobe, Kyle and I, like, we pay for the podcast, right? So we use Podbean. And that's, we pay an annual fee because it's more money month to month. And we knew that we were going to be doing the podcast for a long time. We have Microsoft, we have QuickBooks. We use QuickBooks for our uh, accounting. You know, th- that right there with Shopify, right? So that's five things off the top of my head that we are on like, well, except for Podbean, we're on like basically a month to month payment as a company. 
right? So you have these subscriptions that begin to add up. They may not seem like a lot at the time, like, oh yeah, I'll do an automated, you know, social media posting for $5.99 a month. Well, that $5.99, you're probably going to forget about, and it's just going to start adding up, adding up, adding up. And more than likely, like there's just going to be other things like that, that you don't really notice. You don't really take into account. Next thing you know, your monthly recurring bill is like 300, 400, $500 or even more, even more than that. So it's definitely good to be aware of what, you know, what's going on with your company. First and foremost, your bank account, your income, anything related to your business should be separated. You want to keep your receipts first and foremost too, right? Because let's say you start to do well, you blow up, whatever happens. And all of a sudden, you know, people start asking questions. And God forbid if your company gets audited, I believe they go back six years. So you need to have your information six years past. That's a lot of information to hold on to, especially if you're, you know, a young business owner. So... It's just, it's good to separate your stuff to know where your information is, where your finances are, um, just in general to make sure it's a one-to-one match for money that's being taken out because you, you don't want to, it's not, it's not like a big corporation where you go into work, if you work in finance like I do, you go into work or accounting and you're just like, oh, the company, well, we're missing a hundred grand here. Well, we got to go find it or like 10 grand or you know whatever the case is. And it's like, all right, well a small business, you can't just wake up one morning and be like, all right, well, I'm missing a hundred grand or 10 grand or a thousand or even a hundred dollars. You start to question that because you're like, all right, well, that hundred dollars was going to pay for a lot <laughs> this week. Uh, now where to go? Then you don't really notice that you're on some Amazon subscription that you're still paying for that you don't even use anymore. Right. There, there's a lot of, you know, your, your company, especially as a small business owner relies heavily on the income that you have coming in. But there are a lot of fees, especially like, okay, for a website, you still have to pay the domain, right? So to own, like for us to own shopironpulse.com, that we use Google, that's 12 bucks for us a year. And we actually own two right now because we still own ironpulseathletics.com as we make that transition over to shopironpulse.com. Now, besides startup fees, you have a lot of actual, you know, merch, right? You have your merch, you have your tangible items, everything you sell. Well, your inventory that comes at a cost, right? And I think Kyle could talk to a little bit about the items that we pay for us to get off the ground in terms of our uh, merchandise. But yeah, whenever it comes to the actual tangible items, depending on what product you're producing, like we, we chose clothing. So we have a bunch of fees with tech packs and sampling and working with manufacturers and then you work out shipping costs and everything like that. So I guess, you know, the main, the main point being with um, starting a business, there's going to be a lot of scary things. Like everybody wants to start one. And to me, it seems like everybody has a great idea. And then whenever it comes to actually doing it, it, it gets scary. It's like, well, okay, I have this idea and I want to do it. But this costs, you know, like what Cam was mentioning, like this costs $50 here. This is $10 here. This subscription is $20. This software is $200. This tech pack is $300. This product to produce it is 4000 Like It all gets scary whenever it all gets put out in front of you, even though in the beginning up front, it seems like a great idea, like nothing could go wrong. And sometimes it's kind of hard whenever you're looking at all the numbers and you're wondering if it's going to work out. Like It becomes a very scary thing to think about, um, which kind of goes into the whole Halloween podcast, how you know 
even though something might seem scary, it's important to kind of look at things in the bigger picture. Like even though it's a lot of money right now, what you're doing is you're investing into a project or into something that you think in the future is going to be um, a profitable experience for both yourself and also help other people along the way. And I think that, you know, to try to minimize the scare tactics that um, a lot of new businesses might have whenever you're looking at them, you got to just think of the long-term uh, profits and the long-term gains that they might come to it um, for both yourself and financially if it ends up doing well. Right, for sure. And how personal do you want to make the packaging, right? Because we've taken a very personal approach at customized approach to packaging, our hang tags, adding stickers, adding handwritten notes in there. Um, you know, that is, that's a lot extra as well, right? And you also got to remember time, time equals money. Okay. And if you're, you know, spending a lot of time doing certain things and you're making very little money from it, well, you're not really utilizing your time um, as well as you probably should. In terms of like, if you need that money to survive, you got to figure out more ways to be efficient. So there's a lot of, even if we're not talking straight up money and we're talking just time and what you're doing in general for your job, for your side hustle, whatever the case is like, it comes back to funding and it comes back to money, uh, to money. Every, everything, I swear to God, like everything these days comes back to money. Just, yeah, it really does. It's a world that we live in, man. But Kyle and I... Like, I'm sure a lot of people are curious as to how much we've spent on this venture right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good amount. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it's a good amount. I, you know, for, for people that are listening, I mean, I, I, we don't need to give the exact amount, but I mean, I think Kyle and I were, I mean, we're, we're easily closing in on six figures. So, yeah. For people to want to know how much that we've spent. On this business since the last March, we're closing in on the big six, big six digits. Um, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And you know, to some people that might be listening to this, oh, that's nothing. I spend that. Like to Max Tuning, who who uh, wire transfers four hundred thousand plus. <laughs> Yeah, for sour strips. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but he he's got he's obviously got the backing. He's it's all relative, though. That. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a little bit more established. Yep, very good with his social presence. So yeah, Kyle, Kyle and I are working there. It just it like we know it just doesn't happen overnight. So you know we're gonna continue to take strides to get better in those areas as well. But money is scary. Happy freaking Halloween. Now on to Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. This is also the Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't do that yet. Well, I'm sure we'll be, well, maybe we'll be in the same area for the Christmas episode. We'll have to see. So, Cam, in terms of entrepreneurialism, in the spirit of Halloween, what's the scariest thing about being an entrepreneur? It's not, no, well, it depends. If you're, so if, if this is solely your job, and you don't actually have like something to fall back on. That's the scariest part. The scariest part is like you hop into the unknown, not really knowing what tomorrow might hold because you could make, you know, you could pay yourself six grand one month and then the next month thinking that you're going to be hot shit. You could be down to like a hundred bucks paying yourself. If that, you know, there's just until you have multiple streams of cash flow from different avenues and you're able to have a reputable brand, 
you're still in the world of the unknown, not knowing what's going to happen next month, month to month. So, but I, I would never say not take the risk. I would say go for it. How about you, man? What What is your scariest thing in terms of being an entrepreneur? I would say the same thing. Like, I think the future is just the scariest part. Like once, once the past happens, it happens. Like, you know, you experienced it, can't scare you anymore, but yeah, definitely you know, not knowing what's going to happen is probably the scariest Definitely. part. Well, we hope that everybody has an awesome Halloween. We hope that everybody is dressed up in some scary costumes. In case, you, if you're looking for last-minute ideas, the lubrication expert or the uh, more hose guy. You can take mine and Kyle's. We won't be <laughs> mad. <laughs> uh, you know, as always, thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Pinterest at Official Iron Pulse. If you still prefer email, we have the Iron Pulse report that will be coming out. Um, it'll be continuously updated for these launches, so we'll be sending some out here shortly. It's a sneak peek, sneak preview into what's to come, and you can sign up for that at shopironpulse.com. And remember, no matter what you do, be all in. Be all in.